Hello, everyone. Welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. This is your host, Mark Guy. I love bringing the best people on the show so we all can learn together. So excited. I have two new friends. I have Jesse and Jessica on, on the other side of my voice. Relationship coaches. They are helping couples to build relationships, maintain relationships, and blossom. And they are also a couple as well. So let me welcome Jesse and Jessica. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you doing? Great to be here, Mark. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. So relationships, it's one of those topics everyone wants to know more about. I don't care where you are in life. What got you started in this work? That's a great question. So I've been coaching men to help their health and and really their mindset over the last few years. And what I found is one of the biggest points that, that these men are struggling in is in their relationships. They could be all kinds of successful in their business. They could be all kinds of successful in other areas of their life, but they are struggling at home. And, and Jessica, start, go ahead. Thanks. You introduce yourself. <laughs> uh, I help women rebuild their lives after toxic relationships. Uh, so that's just been a passion of mine. And I had experienced a very toxic relationship um, for five years. So I, after that, after I was able to get out of it and get healthy again, mentally, uh, I, I learned how to do it. And I realized that it is so important to have these healthy relationships. And so this is what I'm doing now. Yeah. So we realized she was working with women. I was working with men we figured these are the same problems we're seeing on both sides, just from the women's perspective. And I'm seeing it from the men's perspective. And it's all the same. It's all the same things bubbling out. And what we realize we need to join forces and really help people master the relationship so they can go on and live this sort of life of committed and unconditional love. Those are the key words I'd like to hear and explore more. And I know you will talk about it uh, in the future. So I have a question for both of you here. You know, coaching is not an easy job and not an easy career. Um, you know, people want to do better or want to, like, they don't want to reveal their true, true, true hangups and obstacles. How do you help them? That's a great question, Mark. And that's the, that's the truth. And we, that's what I call conditioning, right? Our, our fears, the things we're learning from our, our, our parents and our past life, our past relationship, our past pains, they, they so often bubble out into our relationship in the form of, like you said, a failure to commit or um, addictions and, and things that really prevent us from getting the love that we are actually craving. And we do what's called, well, we self-sabotage. And maybe we'll have this perfect relationship. We get this dream girl or guy, and then we find ourselves like yelling at them or getting drunk and, and, and really just sort of sabotage, sabotaging our relationship. And so a key part of our, our methodology is we help people clear out the past. And so that's what, although we're doing couples coaching on phase one, phase three, phase two is all about clearing out the past. And that's relieving the childhood traumas, the past relationship dramas, and all the, the, the stuff that's going on in, inside to help them like break the cycle and the chains that are keeping them tied to that past. And so they can move forward and actually commit to the future with their partner. What, what are some of the things that they have and what, what do they tell you? Uh, and so I think the number one thing that couples are coming to us with is communication challenges, right? They're, they're feeling, or they're spending more time with coronavirus and everything that's going on. They're spending more time than ever, together than ever before, but they're feeling even more disconnected than ever before. And so there's a lot of, 
there's a lot of challenge around this communication. It's leading to frustration, disconnection, and eventually is going to bubble out into a breakup um, or just resentment and just a sort of bubble out into this sort of toxic relationship where all of our past bubbles out into our present into the people that we love. And we, you know, we most often are, are harming the people that are closest to us in those sort of ways. And so I think the number one thing, though, that people are, are struggling with at the root of it is this communication. Absolutely. Communication. So now that we have identified it, what do we do next? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for men, one of the main things that we see is, is so often, I mean, Jessica and I, have, we've lived this too, right? But, but what we've learned is that men are fixers. We want to solve problems. We think logically we want to help our woman, right? They're, she's stressed because of work or the kids or all the different things that she's juggling. And we're always there to rush in and fix, fix, fix. But the reality is the most women they don't want you to fix their problems. They want you to hear them out, to validate what they're experiencing, those emotions and all the different things that is going on in their life. And just in the validation of that, they can take a, a sigh, they feel good about themselves, they feel validated. And it's the weird thing about it, once you don't try to fix your woman's problems, her problems seem to, and you validate them instead, her problems seem to sort of melt away. And so that's one of the main things that we've, we've seen, at least with men. Don't fix the problem. Just listen and validate. And I mean, at the end of the day, you could also just ask, you know, do you need me to fix this or do you want me to just listen? And then do what she said. And then Jessica, I'm sure, has some. And also with the ladies, we are very emotional human beings. And there's often times where we have a hard time communicating actually what our needs are. The emotions are always coming out. And so that's what the man hears. And so he, when he is hearing these emotions, that's when he's trying to fix. And so our communication is off. What we need to tell our men is that, listen, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I need. <laughs> She's saying if she needs to, women need to be able to communicate clearly what their needs are. Yeah. If, if they want, the man to fix or solve their problems, they need to say so. But if they want the man to just listen and just be there for, for her, they need to commu clearly communicate those things. And so that's one of the main things that's going on right now. There's a lot of disconnection and frustration. It's like we're speaking different languages and the reality is we are. Men are thinking logically, trying to solve problems. Women are, are trying to express their emotions, the way they're feelings. And, they're, and the words are coming out and you know, the, maybe the small problems that are going on in their day to day or whatever it is. But really underneath that, the need is to feel heard, to feel validated, and really to feel that con strong connection and, and su being supported by her man. Can mm. we maybe give an example of that? You have one? Yeah, I have an example. Maybe if, you know, people are wanting to hear a specific example. I'm coming in frustrated. I'm exhausted from work. I I'm having a hard time because I need to do the laundry. I need to um, help with kids homework and I need to cook. And my emotions are coming out in a way where I'm frustrated with my partner. So what would you do instead of what would you do when you come to me? Well, the ideal thing that I would do if I didn't have all my other stuff going, I wasn't super busy is would just ask her, you know, like what's going on. 
you know, and then I would seek to understand, I would look for the emotion behind the words. And then I would, I would realize through her communicating that this and this and this is going on. I'd realize that, okay, she's feeling overwhelmed. And that's what she's communicating to me by saying that has all these things going on. And so, you know, I can, I can ask her, it was like, okay, do you want to sit down and have a conversation around this? Do you want me to, um, you know, support you? by listening or by helping you with the laundry or helping with take the kids and take a, you know, some low, the stuff off your plate. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I think that's great. I appreciate this. We as partners in a committed relationship, right? Um, need to hear the emotion behind the words. And that takes practice, doesn't it? It does take practice, but it is, I mean, I mean, that's why we're all here is to build these relationships and it's just the greatest joy because you really get a feel. I mean, no one wants to be in a relationship where they're feeling disconnected and they're fighting and they're back and forth. And it's just that little bit of practice, you know, and seeking to understand and asking the questions and really getting to the root instead of just always talking over each other, at each other, or around each other, it, it, it comes and it is just a, the greatest gift. Because you can actually solve problems. You can actually resolve things once and for all. You can feel validated yourself. Because as you validate your partner, then they will reciprocate that and you'll feel validated as well. So it does. it is challenging, but it, just like anything, it's a skill. And with practice and some support, you can definitely master this. You can master the communication and then take that to any other area of your life and your relationship. Why there are so many broken relationships? Um in your opinion, outside of communication? I think it all has to do with childhood and how you were raised. Um, depends on who you were raised by and taking that into an adult relationship, you don't even realize that you're bringing in all these qualities or things that you had learned from your family growing up um, and then bringing that into your relationship. Yeah, and we can even talk about uh, when we were traveling off a lot and we ended up living with our parents for a while and we saw all the things that we were realizing, oh my gosh, this is what you do and we need to fix that because I'm seeing it right here. This is what you learned from your parents and it's really interesting. Yeah, that's 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 kind of the part of the, you know, clearing out the past. It's this conditioning, it's these sort of programs that we're given and and, you know, most of us are just doing what we've we've learned to do from well-meaning teachers and parents and, and whoever else we saw growing up. And the reality is unless we've had a perfect model of a healthy relationship and we learned that growing up, there's going to be some things that are, that are going on in there that need to be addressed. And if we don't address them, they're going to run beneath the surface sort of subconsciously and they're going to, they can lead to again to that self-sabotage, the ruining of the relationships. That's also where addictions and all these different things come out in. And that of course affects your relationship. Um, so ultimately you have to, you have to sit back, get a bigger perspective, you know, talk with your par partner, spend time with their parents, really uncover the, the, the pains of your past, your past relationships, and really address those things instead of acting like, you know, they're not there and never looking down to see them um, because they're eventually going to bubble up. And so, you got to address those things. And one great way to do that is really just have an open communication about what you're seeing in your, in, in your parents or, or speaking about your childhood or, or pains. And a lot of those conversations will bring some revelations. You'll realize, oh, well, wow, this is the way, this is why I am this way, or this is why I tend to run away when I get in a fight with, when we get in a fight or, or however it looks in, in each person's life. 
And oftentimes, most people, that at least the clients that we have, do not realize that these things are happening from their childhood. And once they realize it, it's just a whole thing opens up. And yeah. They, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, a thought just came in my mind, and this is a personal experience. And actually, Jessica and I, we've been together a little over four years. And um, I think we were together about six months. And I started this nonprofit, and I was super busy with work, and all these things were going on. And we were fighting back and forth. There's a lot of stress, a lot of strain. And after this fight, she's outside, and I, I, I walk out of the house. You know, I'm thinking, I'm just going to leave. I'm just going to leave. And she comes, steps up to me for the first time in my life, and she goes, you can't just run away like you always do. And that stopped me in my tracks because I, I didn't ever think about it, but I had been engaged before. I mean, I have a history of sort of these toxic relationships and broken, broken relationships. And she called me out and she said, look, you're doing this. You're running away because it's hard. And she's saying, I'm not going to do that. I am here for you and you need to address this. And interestingly, and I stayed and obviously we're still together and we were able to travel the world and do all these different things. But um, that was a key revelation for me that I was repeating this cycle. And interestingly enough, I had talked to my, um, my dad, you know, a couple of years later. And what I found or what he said was that when him and my mom were before they actually divorced, he would, when they would get in fights, he would leave and then always come back. And assuming that he was going to be taken back in by my mom and then you go a little bit deeper, his dad did the exact same thing to his mom. So my grandparents, my grandpa would get in a fight with my, my grandma and then they would, he would run away and my grandma would always take him back. So my dad was kept that cycle going, but my mom didn't take him back. And then here I am not even realizing this, having this conversation years later, I'm doing the same exact thing that I learned that I saw my dad do as a child. And um, Jessica called me out on it. It really is what around this whole foundation of committed and unconditional love. It's like breaking the cycle of those things, cutting out all the noise and all the, all that baggage and really standing side by side and committing to each other. What are the practical things we can lay out and implement to build trust? So building trust with your partner. I mean, I think if you want to get something, you have to give it. Whether that's, you know, I don't know, money or trust, let's say. Like if you want something, to, the, the, the flow of, of how we think, see things work is that if you want to get something, you have to give it first. So you have to be willing to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to put yourself out there and, and let's say give trust and recognize, you know, with, if self-doubt or self-sabotage or um, like trust issues are coming up in your head, that's, those are clear signals that you have work to do on yourself. But at the end of the day, whether it's trust or anything else, you need to give that first, just like communication or validation or whatever. If you want that for yourself, you have to give it first. Mm some of the attributes of successful long-term couples that you have found? I think being able to come all the, the challenges that they faced, there's many, many, many challenges that are thrown in, in life. And you have to have that commitment with each other that, you know, you're not going to run away when things get hard and that you are going to be together and you're going to work this out until you can figure out, you know, what, the plan for what, for what works. And what do you yeah. Think? I mean, I think one word even to summarize is like a decision. 
you're with your partner and you know, and you guys have decided to make it work and you're going to have to understand, like there's no, I, the, the, the Hollywood picture of relationships where it's just love and blah, blah, blah. And they just last forever. Like that's not reality. But what you need to do is have to make a decision. Are we going to stick through all, everything? Can you count on me? Can I count on you to be there through it all? And once you have that decision, you've made that decision, that commitment, then you can really, that's half the battle. So I think that would be one thing is the sort of the decision, this commitment, this willingness to stick it out no matter what. And the second thing is, I think one of the, the, the big things around relationships is, is not trying to find someone who's just like this, this sometimes these like really passionate sort of things that that passion fades away. But another way to, so another way to flip that around is like, find someone who you feel like is your best friend, who you could spend all hours with someone you love, of course, but you like and you respect. And if you could like a, like a best friend, and if that is someone that is in your life and you know in a relationship with now, then you're really on a, a great path, and you can and you can make the decision to commit with your best friend, and understand that challenges are going to come up. Then you're really setting yourself up above like eighty percent of the the relationships out there today. So find a best friend, or cre- or make <laughs> somehow build into it, right? And so you say it's 80% likelihood that it will succeed. Is that right? Yes. And I would also like to add something too. You often hear, I often hear that, oh, I'm in the, the honeymoon phase right now. Oh, it's going to fade out. Well, having that mindset anyways, you can always have that honeymoon phase with that partner. And there's times where I've met, usually when I've met an older couple um, traveling the world, I ask them like, what has kept you together for so long? They said the honeymoon phase never died. They always did things. They always made sure that, you know, that they were dating each other and it was never, it never faded out. And I think that's a huge thing in a relationship. Yeah. It's like in a, like a business, you know, in the beginning, we're all marketing ourselves. We got our, we got our makeup on and we got our nicest clothes on. But then as the relationship goes on, we start, we stop investing in the marketing. We're just like, you know, we fall back into old patterns or we kind of slug around the house or all the things we leave this toilet seat up or whatever it is. And we like the budget on our marketing starts to go down and we don't put any intention into that. And what we have seen now is the people that are continuing this sort of honeymoon phase and really being successful in those long-term relationships is they are continuing to market themselves, continuing to date, open the door, or do whatever it is that those little things, leave a car, leave a note. Jessica is great. Whenever, whenever she leaves, she is so good at leaving me little notes that let me know that she loves me. Like she'll put them behind underneath my pillow and all these different things. And it just, those little things that let you know, that your partner's thinking of you, you're marketing yourself still and marketing, you know, bringing it towards um, the love you guys have together and reinforcing that over time. That's just such a huge thing that we've seen. And can Uh, I say one thing that I love that Jesse does? He buys a card for Valentine's Day or whenever, but he buys a card, a blank card, you guys, a blank card. And he writes something extremely special in it that's so heartwarming. I don't care what the card says, you know, that somebody else made this card. It's what he wrote personally in it for me. And I still have all of those cards. Those are the most special ones is not buying a card, signing your name. It's what you actually really put, give thought in that time. And it just, it's so special. 
Yeah, I'm really good at roses are red, violets are blue, and just <laughs> dropping some poetry on Jessica Valentine's Day. It's just uh, Cupid strikes me with the arrow, and I just really lay it out on the on the cards, and it really works, I guess. I can appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for being so generous and open um, with this with this insight. So I we're coming to the end of the interview. Can you believe it? Uh, but just as we are wrapping up, I just have a few more questions. First one is this. You have mentioned you traveled the world together. What was that like? And why did you do it? What did you what did you take away for you and your relationship? Who wants to, you want well, to start? <laughs> it's, we've been traveling, living out of a backpack pretty much for, I mean, over two years now. So that's like a loaded question. So I think that <laughs> we were really put to the test. Our relationship was put to the test. And as we moved from country to country and we experienced all these things, we learned a lot about ourselves. We learned a lot about each other. And we kind of were put in a position where we had to make things work. And it really put a lot of strain on a relationship, but also forced us to actually solve the problems that are predictably popping up in any sort of long-term relationship. It was just amplified because we were on the road and we literally had no one else around us and we were thousands of miles from home. So I think that's one of the things that um, really stood out is that, like any of these problems, are gonna, they're going to come up and you just have to sit there with the discomfort and solve the problems, set your ego aside, quit trying to be right all the time and realize that you guys are in this together whether you're traveling the world or starting a business or a family, you guys are in this together and there are problems that need to be solved and you can solve them. Just slow down, take a breath. I'm going to say, get a coach because we can help support you in this, but also just realize that there's nothing more important in your life than a, the, the relationship that you have with your, with your life partner, committing to that and recognizing this idea around unconditional love. Like we all throw love around, but like really unconditional love where there's no judgments on what they do and you're letting them be who they are. There's no ulterior motives or anything like that. That is the greatest gift that you could ever give yourself and, and your partner. And what do you think about traveling? And Well, about unconditional love, I think that having a partner that is always pushing you in a loving way to continue to grow all the time and not just stop growing is huge. And that was something, this was actually the first time I had ever gone out of the country was for on this two year trip of a lifetime. And Jesse was the one to get me to sell all of our things, quit our job and leave. And I was terrified. I've, again, I've never been out of the country, so I didn't know what to expect. I had a lot of fears in my head due to the news and, you know, family and friends telling me, oh, be careful of all these places. And I think actually traveling was, we grew so much together and I think it was because he helped me grow. He is not a fearful person at all. He'll do anything. And I am a very fearful, did I say fearful? fearful. So, okay. Fearful. And I'm very fearful person, um, because of childhood and all those things. And so actually when we were in Colombia, we had been traveling for a few months already, but I was so nervous to go to Colombia because everybody was putting these things in my head and to be so careful. And, um, so anyways, so the first day we got there, I was terrified. And honestly, I remember looking out of the taxi cab after we got out from the airport and just remember how beautiful it was there. But the fear was ruining everything for me. And I was in a bad mood for a couple of days. And then I realized that 
uh, people were coming up to us and saying, welcome to Medellin, welcome to our country. Like, we're so happy to have you. And my fear kind of started to break down a little bit. And Jesse was there to really comfort me and, you know, tell me like, it's okay. Like, you know, things are going to happen, but look at how amazing this is. So he was able to bring that other perspective to my eyes. And also I ended up in Colombia, told Jesse that just out of nowhere, we were at a park, Park ARV. And out of nowhere, he asked me, I I was deep in thought and he asked me, he's like, what are you thinking about? And I said, you know, I said, I'm just not going to fear death anymore. (laughs) And the look on his face was priceless and it just came out. And, you know, fear, he, he helped me so much with that. And that was a big thing. So I, I can go on and on and on about this, but I think the unconditional love is supporting your partner and also helping them push to grow. And honestly, that's what he did. And I'd have looking back when we decided to travel, I am not the same person that I was. And I have to say it's because of him and the love that he had for, for us and for our relationship. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Um, Wow. It's, it's truly is remarkable, remarkable and also inspiring to see this conversation take place in real time. And I think it will be inspiring for everyone who would like to learn more and have the skills for relationship. Jessica, Jesse, we're coming to an end to this interview. I would like for you to share best way that people can contact you and so they can explore or hire you or work with you and follow your next adventures and your success. Absolutely. Thanks, Mark. So the best way to get a hold of us is to go on to committedandunconditional.com. I think, Mark, you'll post the, the link in, in the show notes. But I go on there. There's a quiz, a couple's compatibility sort of quiz, couple's clarity quiz. You can hit the link, take that, see where you're at in regards to a number of different things, um, get some clarity around your relationship, and then set up a call with us after that. It's totally free. Literally just want to show you kind of the pain points and anything like that's going on in life, give you some value. And then if there's a way for us to work together, we'll talk about that afterwards. But really just an idea for you to get some more clarity on what you can do to better your relationship. And then you can follow, follow us on Instagram at couples underscore love underscore coaching on Instagram. It's couples love coaching with underscores in between the three words. Got it. Got it. I think I understand. Wow. And so the, the website address was again, committed and unconditional.com committed and unconditional.com i'll make sure it will appear in the show notes with the link so people can easily uh take and take the quiz it's fun to take the quiz online what could be better um so jesse and and jessica final thoughts and then we'll um we'll wrap it up well put us on the spot there, Mark. Wow. Okay. So the final thoughts, you know, the biggest takeaways I think is when you get to the end of your life, it doesn't matter what you did. It matters who you are, how you treated other people. And one of the most important things we have when we look back on our life is the relationships we built when we were still able to. So my challenge to anybody listening is that if you're struggling in a relationship, know that that is not your destiny. There's a way to break that cycle. And if you are struggling, reach out for help, whether it's us or, or another resources or learning about ways to improve your relationship, improve your communication, develop these sort of skills that we were not given these sort of old outdated maps of relationship. It's not really working for us in the modern world. So remember that 
when you're on your deathbed, you're going to think about the people that you, that you cared about, the people you loved, and your most intimate relationships. So really put some time here now in, in building those things before it's too late. And I'm also going to add to that because I don't know if anybody's ever heard this before, but Jesse and I had heard this one time. And I'm going to ask you a question, Mark. Where, are, where do the richest men and women live? I don't know, I, but I'm sure you'll tell me. I will. It's in the graveyard because everything that they've always wanted to do, they end up not doing it. And just like you said, laying on your deathbed, um, that's what happens. And we don't want that to happen to a lot of people. We want to change these relationships so people can ultimately live the most beautiful life that they can. And so, yeah, boom. (laughs) There you have everyone, um, the words of wisdom from Jessica and Jesse. I will make sure I put all the links for the social and for resources that, I had, that they have so generously and graciously shared. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you are inspired by my guests today. Uh, we're doing something different. I wanted to bring them both on. I thought they have a very special story to tell and I want to share it with everyone. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And don't forget, it's never too late to start creating more beautiful, more fulfilling, and amazing relationships in your life. Make sure that you subscribe, share, like, follow this podcast, share this episode with everyone you care about. And I'll see you next time. And don't forget to speak right.